Hey everyone, grab your Bible and a pen and even a cup of coffee and join Kara and I as we talk about prayer today. I want you to write this down. John 17 verses 13 through 17. Now I am coming to you and I speak these things in the world so that they may have my joy completed in them. I have given them your word. The world hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I am not praying that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. Welcome to Write This Down with Dot Bowen. I'm your host, AJ, and I'm so glad you're joining us. This is the second week of Dot's series on prayer. Let's jump into the conversation. Last week, we talked about does prayer really work and what is it? We even touched on what it means to wait on God or if God doesn't answer our prayers the way we ask Him to and how important it is that we look at prayer and and think of it as a conversation between God and um, Jesus and how we, because of Jesus, can enter into the presence of a holy God and talk to Him. And we shared a lot of things last week. But today, Karen and I are talking about what if we feel like God has spoken to our heart, that we feel like we're praying about something and mm-hmm. we feel like we're asking God, God, what do you want in this situation? But how do we know when God is saying yes to something or no to something or wait? I think you even talked about that mm-hmm. last week. Yeah, I think we touched on it a little bit. And even though we talked about how difficult it is to say and pray, God, your will be done, we want his will. So what is his will? And how can we know that this is really true from God? Or is it something we want? Is it something that we're hoping God is saying? And we're looking at certain things and we think, I think this is what God is doing. How do I know that this is God's will for me? How do I know that this is God's answer in this situation? And how do we just keep believing that this is what God is saying? Is God saying no? Is he saying wait? Or is what's happening truly God's will and his answer to our prayers? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've definitely wrestled with that a lot over the years. Just the whole persistent widow thing, because I have heard it said, you know, if you truly are praying in faith, like believing that you have it, I mean, that's part of it. It's like, I'm, I'm asking you for this and my faith is in your goodness. And so I believe you're going to give it to me if it's best. And so, you know, if I really believed that I had something, I wouldn't keep asking for it. But then you see the persistent widow and you see, um, you know, situations like Hannah praying for Samuel, you know, to be pregnant with Samuel. And you see Zacharias, you know, praying for a baby with Elizabeth, who obviously they've been praying for years and years and years. And so, yes, yeah, just what's that? How do you know when... How do you know, How do you when, know to stop when to praying? stop praying? Yeah. Or when to know, you know, wait, you know, keep praying, keep asking. I've never heard anyone say my greatest regrets is when I waited on God. It's usually we get ahead of God. We okay. usually get in the time. You know, we even talked last week in John 17, how Jesus lifted up his eyes into heaven and said, now is the time. Mm-hmm. So there is time. There is a certain time. When Jesus first came and he was 30 and he was at the wedding, he said to uh, his mother, she said, do what he says, you know, turn the water into wine. They're out of wine. And he said, my time has not come. Mm. So even though we know that God created time 
And he's not limited by time. He uses time. Mm-hmm. Or even, you know, you know, when to know when to act, you know, like mm-hmm. if it's something like, is this this job or that, you know, like sometimes right. waiting, but that would be the time is now, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, act on, you know, what whatever it might be or yeah, what, what you know, or what um, God has shown you um, and being confident in that mm-hmm. confidence in his sovereignty so much so that let's say, you know, he made a quote unquote mistake. Maybe you shouldn't have taken that job. Mm-hmm. He's still sovereign too, you know? Yeah. He still worked it out. You know, I think we can make waiting on God and prayer legalistic. Mm-hmm. We're so worried that we're going to make a mistake. Mm-hmm. And so we think this is what God is saying. This is what God's doing. But you get so scared. So fear, not faith, has kept us to act forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's times when our selfish desires want to manipulate in our mind. We can justify almost anything. Right. And so sometimes we can get in our minds, I think this is what God wants. And I've done that. I thought, for sure, this is what God wanted. And it really was what I wanted, but I didn't know it until I went after it. Mm-hmm. And it didn't work out so much, even though God can even use all those things that didn't work out so much. I look back and think, you know what? I think I kind of jumped the gun on this because mm-hmm. this is what I wanted. And so it is a very difficult uh, situation. It's something we struggle with as followers of Jesus. We know down deep in our heart, we should, or we would really, we want God's best. Mm-hmm. We know that God only gives the best or leaves the choice up to him. But as I think about prayer, and I want you to write this down because we have to really discern God, is this from you or is it? what I'm wanting or is this what you're wanting mm-hmm. or do you go on, are you, is what you want coming and I need you know to wait to wait yes mm-hmm. and I think and keep praying keep asking well and Sarah and Abraham's a good example how they jumped the gun mm-hmm. like you know the been you know I'm looking at myself and I'm getting older and God's promised that we're gonna you know Abraham you're gonna have a child but you know, Sarah could have easily justified it and said, but, you know, God gave you that promise and said, Abraham, you're going to have the child. He didn't say I was going to have it. Mm-hmm. And so she could have justified that. The thing that's interesting about that story and thinking of, I keep thinking of Zacharias and Elizabeth is Sarah and Abraham had the promise mm-hmm. and they jumped the gun and Zacharias and Elizabeth didn't. They didn't. But, you know, we have a promise. Well, Abraham and Sarah came up with a plan to jump the gun, to fulfill God's promise based on their own the way they felt like that promise should be. Mm-hmm. Zacharias and Elizabeth could not do that. They were waiting to have a child together. Right. Yes. Let's take those two situations. Abraham and Sarah had opportunity to fulfill God's promise based on some of their other things that they had to fulfill it. They had Sarah's maid servant. And mm-hmm. so Zechariah and Elizabeth did not. So they were their backs against the wall. They had to trust God. So for us, that what makes it so difficult because we sometimes have the resources to fulfill our own prayer request. But when we don't. Our backs are against the wall. We have to trust God and we have to wait. And so, so like, what? I wonder what would have happened and maybe nothing would have changed, but it's the question of with Zacharias and Elizabeth, what if they had stopped praying? Like, what if they had stopped praying 10 years early? Well, I'm glad you brought that up <laughs> because the reality of it, it doesn't matter how many times we pray. When we talk about last week where it says, glorify your son, 
when we look at certain prayers and we say, God, what's most glorifying you in our heart is we want God's will. It's not how many times we pray that God's going to answer it. So if Zacharias and Elizabeth had stopped praying, God would have still fulfilled and gave them a child because in God's plan, it would be John the Baptist. And so he was going to be the forerunner and he needed. So that goes back to the question, though, of why pray if God is going to do what he is going to do. Mm -hmm. Because Zacharias and Elizabeth would not have known that it was of God. They would not have had that awareness of God has answered my prayers. So when we go back to a relationship, like I want to know that what I'm doing and what I'm praying for is God's will. So when we're praying about something and we begin to have the mind of Christ in our heart is, God, I want your best. If we don't ever pray for it, how are we going to know it's God's best? Mm-hmm. And and it's a part of us growing in our faith. If it's just a, a mindset, well, God, you're going to do what you say, what you want to anyway. That's not a great relationship. Right. And so God wants us to see how he's going to answer this prayer, right. see how he's going to work in I mean, our lives. I definitely have moments of hurt by the Lord of just mm-hmm. continual whether nose or weight or whatever. And just like feeling like throwing my hands up. Like there have been mornings where I'm just sitting there. I'm like, I don't really know what to say. Like I'm, you know, I'm here in this moment. I am feeling like it doesn't matter if I'm asking you or not, because you're just going to do what you're going to do. And I know that's not true of you, but also I'm like, well, oh, it no. is kind of true. You know, he is going to do what's best for you. And so when you're frustrated and mad at God and saying, why do I even praying? That's just reflecting. Remember, we talked about our prayers sometimes reflect our relationship. And so you're in that mindset at that moment. I want you to do what I want you to do. No, it's not even that. It's just more of just like when you constantly are getting a no, it's Mm -hmm. just it's exhausting. Yes. And it's not even like that's fine. It's a no. But it just would like, you know, if I came to you and asked you for something every day, it it doesn't matter if it's the same thing. If I kept getting a no. That's just to be exhausting. I'm like, well, good Lord. I'm like, like, I'm just not going to like, it's fine. I'm not mad at the no, you know what I mean? But like, mm-hmm. so there's a little bit of that. And that's what I was saying. Like having these moments of like, I don't really even know, like I'm going to still show up, but I don't even know what to say right now. But, but you know, I think if I was kept giving you a no and you really knew it was a no, you wouldn't keep asking. No, I'm saying different circumstances, not the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. Like if oh. today I ask you for Chick-fil-A for lunch tomorrow, I might ask you, you know, let's go grab coffee or, you know, it's like anytime I ask something, you say, every time you ask, you say, well, I think that when we start begin to see that our asking is getting to a place where God, what is it that you want? What is it? Like, do you want to go get coffee? Do you want me to have Chick-fil-A? Those kind of things. When you have that mindset, God, I want your will. I want whatever you want. If you came to me and you said, mom, let's have Chick-fil-A today. And I said, no, we're not going to have that. You're like, okay, then tomorrow, I'm like, well, do you want to go to the park? And get what you're saying is that why, if you're always going to say no, why do I keep saying it? Mm-hmm. But if I said to you, it's not that I don't care about going to the park today, but we really need to wait because it's raining outside. Right. And so that goes back to like how to know the difference, you yeah. know, like how to know when he is saying to wait or when he is saying Or that we know why he's saying no. Because if I say no, we're not going to the park because it's raining. Then it's like, oh, I didn't, you know, I didn't think about it. Mm-hmm. That's going to rain today. Right. So it's really getting into really knowing and asking God to give you an understanding of his heart. Mm-hmm. And again, it goes back to why 
about surrender, like if Jesus said, let this cup pass from me, and God said, no, he, he knew it's best that I do this because he knew that if he did not go to the cross at that moment, well, from one, that's why I came. And then two, we would never be saved. <laughs> we would be hopeless. So he looked way past that. Mm-hmm. So when you're asking and God continues to say no about certain things, just say, God, obviously, I don't know what's best for me because everything I ask to do right now, you're saying no. So would you give me your heart? Would you give me your mindset on that? Now, I do want to say this. When Jesus was praying in John 17, and he was about to go to the cross, and he's thinking of the disciples, and he said, oh, I wish that I could take them out of the world, but I can't. He wanted to be with them. And he said, but I can't take them out of the world because he knew what the world was like. So he says in John 17, he says, I want you to protect them from the evil one. So when we're going through all of this stuff, like, was God just going to always say no? Does he not care? Is it, you know, why even talk to him? We have to discern, would God say that to me? Is what I'm thinking, those thoughts that I'm thinking, is it geared toward me to come between me and God that I think God doesn't really care and he's just this man sitting up there on his throne in power and he's just going to do what he wants to do. That doesn't reflect the heart of God. Right. So we have to discern this is the evil one. And then when it says keep them out of the world, it's like, what's the world telling me? Well, if you just have enough faith or if God really loved you, he wouldn't allow this to happen. So you have to discern why. So while you're waiting on God to answer, you have to sit and say, God, am I being influenced by the evil one? Or am I being influenced by the world or some things, some lies that I've been taught? I want you to write this down because I want you to go back and look at what Jesus was praying. He said, I would love to take you out of the world, but I can't. So protect them from the evil one. And he says in verse 17, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. It's not someone else's words. It's not what our feelings are. It's not what we our experiences are. Sometimes we have these mentalities of how God answers prayers based on our experience. Right. You know, in Sarah, when she looked at her body and she said, well, I'm certainly not getting any younger. So she came up with a plan. Zacharias and Elizabeth, like, we've been praying, we've been praying, you're not answering this. Well, when Zacharias, when the angel came to Zacharias and said, you're going to have a son, he was like, how could that be? Mm-hmm. He was, you know, like you said, looking at his age, looking at his circumstance and... And his view of God. Mm -hmm. When he said, I mean, if an angel showed up, wouldn't that be nice? We would think that if an angel showed up and sat on our bed after we, you know, had a heart attack. And he said, God said, I'm going to answer this prayer. You would, you know, if you really knew that this was from God, you would say, okay. Right. Because that's what Meredith. I've like read that and thought, how many times has God been so clear about something? And I'm like, you know. Oh, you, you know, like, how could that be? Or, you know, you didn't say that. And it was as if an angel came, you know, he made it so clear, but I either in unbelief or like you said, like I. Or you're listening to the world. You're listening to your world. I'm owed. 
You're looking at yourself and you're not looking at God. Now, Mary said the same thing when the angel came to her. He said, well, how's the Holy Spirit going to do it? Like, just kind of tell me what it is. It, it was not the same. Like, like how is this going to happen? Like, how is how could this be? It was more so, wait. Just how's God going to do this? How's God going to do this? He said, well, the Holy Spirit's going to come and do this. And so then, but when the angel came to Zechariah, he said, how can this be? Oh, like God's Mm -hmm. just not capable of doing this. Where Mary was saying, how's God going to do it? Zechariah was like, how can this be based on my experience and based on what the world's telling me? You can't do it, God. And so therefore... Or maybe he won't do it. Or he won't do it. Mm -hmm. And that, again, goes back to the heart of God. What do I believe? When he says, Jesus says, sanctify them by the truth. I want them to be set apart. I want them to know the truth. I want them to know me. I want to know. I want them to know my heart. I want them to know how I, I care about them. I want them to know me. And so when we go to prayer and we begin to pray about something, and we keep praying about it and keep praying it. If we know the heart of God, we know that God does not withhold what is best for his children. If we know that, then we can keep praying. When I say to someone, when they ask, how do I know if this is God's will? Or how do I know God is going to do what I think God just told me? I was praying and I feel like God was saying this. This is the voice I felt God was saying. And they're writing it down in the journal. God, I think this is what you're saying. How do I know that this is of God? Well, does it go against Scripture? If it goes against Scripture, God didn't say it. If it comes true, then God did say it. So one of the ways that we know for sure that when we're praying about something, that this is what God is saying, it comes true. It comes true when we don't do anything to make it come true. Right. And, but that goes back to the waiting, you know, the... Because it doesn't mean it comes true in that instant or even that no. day, but it it comes true eventually. And I know we're going to talk about you know how to hear the voice of God next right. week, but yeah, I think that is what sometimes will trip me up. It's like okay, well, there are definitely there are some things that I personally have felt like God has said, and literally the circumstances went completely opposite, and just like trying to reconcile it all. And I think it goes back to the. My eyes can't be on what he has said. It has to be on him. Right. And if that is what he said, it will happen. Even if it's in 10 years, 20 years, you know, 10 minutes, just waiting on him. Right. And I think that one of the things I want us to make sure that we understand is that we do have several voices and we are going to talk about that next week. But the enemy and the world and some of the things that the world is telling us, makes us not want to wait, makes us believe that we've got to go and make those decisions. We've got to make our life work out. And we have to understand that we have a God we've decided to follow and we've given our life to God. We've given our life to Jesus. And that's exactly what it means. Jesus is now in control of my life and it's his responsibility. So when you begin to pray and you say, God, how would you pray about this? Jesus, you're interceding for me. So I want to pray what you would pray about this. Jesus said, if you pray anything according to my will, I will do it. Right. But I mean, to use a practical example, just to be vulnerable, I feel like God has told me I'm going to be married and mm-hmm. I'm 35 and single and mm-hmm. nothing about my circumstances. So that goes, that's using that example is like, okay, well, I feel like God's told me this and there's like 
literally no one, you know, there's, Mm -hmm. I got nothing to bank on. (laughs) Like, I feel like I'm, you know, Zacharias and Mm -hmm. Abraham, but, and so, you know, it's that kind of thing of like, okay, would I just like stop praying and get and have, okay, this just isn't going to happen or, you know, and keep. Well, let me you know, ask you this. As you feel like God's asking you to, that you're going to be married, and there's nothing. I wouldn't say there's not nothing, but <laughs> we're going to, we won't go into that. But <laughs> there's possibilities. But if you feel like right now that there's nothing, I want to ask you, you want to be vulnerable? I'm just going to do this. <laughs> are, you, are you willing to not be married? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've told him that for sure. I mean, he is enough and. But I had to get to that point. You have I mean, to get when to I was that in my twenties, that definitely was like a moment that I had to have with him. But going, you know, thinking of the persistent widow and thinking of like I to not get in my mind of how he's going to answer. You know, when I felt like he told me that, you know, twenty years ago mm-hmm. and it hasn't happened. Not I'm glad you didn't get married at fifteen. Right. <laughs> but I will say this that the key to that, to know if I've heard from God, is to have it open-handed. What happens so many times, people that feels like they've not heard, that they've heard from God, it has to be that way or no way. Right, but with praying, but my, with my prayer life, mm-hmm. and is it, you know, like you're saying, do I wait or is it just a no and I misheard? And because that can, you can, we can mishear. And again, I know we'll talk about that next week, but um, I think it goes back to my prayer life with him of like, do I keep praying for this, you know, or do I just say, okay, well, obviously it hasn't happened. Well, and I think I, that you keep praying until God gives you a desire. You don't want to be married. Right. But like, if he says to you, if you keep praying about something, if he, if it's a no, you, I won't have a peace about it. I won't, yeah. I'll feel, cause there are things that I have prayed for multiple times and then all of a sudden, or not all of a sudden, but one day it, I have a like hesitancy. It's like, I don't, almost like a, I'm held back a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, I don't have a piece about it or, you know, and I feel like that's that of maybe, you know, that being God, a no, you know, mm-hmm. that, and you know, don't underestimate that feeling. Don't go by feelings, but remember we have a Holy Spirit in us. And if we have our hands opened up again, going back to Jesus, that will be done when we get to that place no matter what's going on in our lives. And we are able to say that will be done. And we're open handed to it. That surrendering God, I want your best above everything else. I, you are more than enough. And you continue to pray about it. you're not going to be disappointed when it's a no, mm-hmm. because you will be ready for that. No, God will work in your life in such a way that if 10 years from now and you're still not married, you're going to be okay with that. If you had told me at 25 and 15, you know, you're not going to get married until whatever. And you'll be in your thirties single. Mm-hmm. I would have, I wouldn't have, I would have been devastated, mm-hmm. but here I am. And because how my story, it's him answering that prayer. Like my heart isn't hard about it because of what he's done in my heart. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what God does through the waiting. I think that if God is telling you to wait, that you're not hard. You're not angry with God. Mm-hmm. And you definitely have moments, but you yeah, do. it's not this. It's and it goes back to that, having your fist closed or mm-hmm. being surrender. Yeah, Because if that's the case, then possibly God said no and you reject it. Right. But if he's saying waiting, just wait, then you're still walking with God and you're willing to let go. 
but you know that God hasn't answered it. So you know you're in the waiting part. Mm-hmm. And then if he says yes, then that's when you start praising God. But I will say this. I would praise him in all of it. Right. Because he's deserving of that. Mm-hmm. And if God says no, again, going back to the heart of God, we know that that's best. If he's saying waiting, go back to the heart of God, we know it's best. And if he says yes, you can go back to the heart of God and know that he has said yes. So as we wait, do we wait? Has he said no? Or has he said yes? We don't usually have to deal with the yes. <laughs> but as we're waiting on God, we keep our focus on God. Don't underestimate when Jesus would pray, he would lift up his eyes unto heaven. And that's what prayer is about, is that I keep my focus on him. And if he says wait, we wait. If he says no, it's no. I hope you wrote some of that down. For more content from DOT, head to dotbowen.com. This podcast is brought to you by Cup of Joy Ministries and generous contributions from listeners like you. Thanks for listening. We look forward to being with you again next week. Mm-hmm.